Cheers, everybody. <laughs> it is a very special edition of the Cool Sword Podcast. I am your host, Rashawn Ali, and the Cool Sword Podcast is all about interviewing women and men. But today we have two dynamic women from Black Greek letter organizations. I have the one and only Miss Quad with the bod. <laughs> Who is joining us? And Miss Quad, you are a cool soror of what sorority? Honey, you already know what it is. The illustrious, devastating divas, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Yes. And I also have multimedia personality journalist, <laughs> Sheree Nicole, who is a member of what sorority? I'm very famous. my glasses. And I'm a member of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. All yes, right. So it is, listen, this this right here is a, is a, a moment for me. It is. Very because Sheree uh, has been on the show before when it was just audio. But I have been waiting for Miss Quad to go mm. on ahead and pledge. Yeah. yeah. And mm. which she did. Yes. Uh, and so now she can be a part of the podcast. Mm. Yeah. The Cool Sore Podcast. How, how are you ladies doing? We're going to start with Miss Quad. Miss Quad. <laughs> Since 2020, when the people said we don't have sister circle, no Lord, mm. they thought we was going to do bad. Man. But we <laughs> did not. Off. They didn't know that against that God had favor. Come on, mm. favor. You say, say, favor ain't fair, but it's mine. Ha, ha, ha. Get into it and don't do it. <laughs> Salute. Yes. How have things been going? Salute. We do have a little bubbles right yes. now in the plastic cups because, you know, Rashawn from Decatur, she is not Atlanta, uh, got these... <laughs> Did you get them on sale, sis? Oh, uh, I got them from the, uh, the uh, not the family dollar, but the do- dollar, dollar Tree. tree. It's got well, dollar it's not it. even it's a Dollar sale. Tree anymore because they went up a quarter. They did. <laughs> so it's a dollar twenty-five. It's going to be a dollar twenty-five. Dollar twenty-five. <laughs> That's what they yes, yes. Just rename the size. Just okay? renamed it. But I got to say, Rashawn, first and foremost, I am so happy for you. And I'm sure that um, Sheree and I share the same sentiments mm-hmm. to see where you've come from. Thank <clears> you. So it is so interesting now, which I knew that this was going to happen. But this is a testament to just believing in yourself and just staying true to it. Yes. And you never faltered on that. Thank you. I can remember after, you know, Sister Circle, you would be there all morning. You know, we go and do the show and then you're like, oh, my God, wait a minute. I got to go get on my podcast. And you yep. had a computer in your lap. Yeah. OK. Yeah. The mic to your lips. Right. And then there was a little some piece of something coming across <laughs> little, this little way. A little piece of a headphone. A little piece of headphone. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Like yes. Yes. And you would just be over in the corner and you would just stay Stay so committed to it. Yeah. So this is what commitment looks like. Thank you know you. what I mean? Thank and you. just really believing in yourself. I love the set. It looks mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. It's Thank a fly you. Sh- okay, I was about to say shit. Can I say shit? You can it's say a podcast. It's a podcast. Oh, it's a podcast. Uh-huh. Okay, it's a fly shit going on. Okay. <laughs> so I just wanted to say that. I wanted to just give you your flowers. If Thank I would have known, I would have brought you a nice orchid today because it's that's so, my it's, favorite flower. It's fine. But I just want to say I am so proud of you Thank and you're you. so deserving. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. Well, Sharina Nicole is is an uh, amazing producer. Not only that, but but um, to have seen, you know, your dreams come to fruition uh, now as co-host of the Willie Moore Jr. show. You have your own podcast. I mean, you're working with Essence. Like you're doing all of the things that you dreamed of. And when Sister Circle ended, I mean, I know it was a time when we were there. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the greatest producers I've ever been able to be produced by. So I thank you for that. Thanks, but to see how God has really um, favored your life. From that point, because I know in the trenches you were like, Lord, I'm so, I'm so talented. Because she would tell us, <laughs> but, but, but we saw it. Right, was having a tough time. No need, no need to say it because right. we saw it in her right. the whole time. Right. What does it mean for you to know that now you're continuing to walk in what you already knew was divinely yours? 
First off, the way you broke that down, now I understand why I'm here because I was still trying to figure out why you brought me on this show. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't think I was important enough. No, but babe. I. But, you know, first of all, before me, same as Quad, I am just extremely proud of you. I'm honored to Thank be able you. to sit here with you. Thank you. I have learned so much from you. Oh, man. And um, I'm just grateful. Like, this is full circle for me. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. being able to see you guys as a circle at the table for several years and now I get to sit and just have a conversation with yeah, you guys yeah. and not just as you know, somebody who's coming on your show, but as your friends. Yes. So mm-hmm. that's the dope part about it. Yeah. But yeah, man, 2020 was tough. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I tell people all the time, I think for me, it eliminated the scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Uh, for many years, I was able to place blame on the powers that be as to why I didn't have certain opportunities ha. that I wanted to have. And at the end of the day, it's like, okay, no more sister circle. And they're shutting the world down. So you can't even go run to another job, girl. Yeah. So what you going to mm-hmm. do? And God said, hey, no more excuses. If you want to do this, it's going to start with you. Yeah. And I think as we're in this new wave, we're seeing pre, you know, post-pandemic, a lot of people taking their future and their destiny and the yeah. professional yes. footprint into their own hands. Yeah. And so that's what I would say. God has just been faithful and met me at every step. But right. it really has been me applying all the skills that I have and being a one-man band and creating those opportunities. And if you just keep moving, people will see you. The right person will send the email. Yeah. The right connection divinely will happen. And then here we are. Here so we that's are. pretty much the overall of my story. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, Ms. Quad, <laughs> you know, there was a, obviously a turn for for you on Married to Medicine that yeah. happened where you became designated the friend. <laughs> well, that didn't last. Didn't, no, no. <laughs> it did not last long. But you could have easily said, I don't want this anymore. Right. I'm, I'm mm. nothing. I'm not a friend. I'm part of this show. Mm-hmm. What made you stay the course mm-hmm. and then know that and trust that God was going to bring it back? When you believe in yourself and knowing your value. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, allowing people to see your value. See, sometimes uh, people think like, uh, well, if I step away from this or if I go part time with this, then, you know, does that diminish who I am? I didn't look at it that way. Okay, okay. It was an opportunity for me to show the higher ups. Mm -hmm. How does it look without me? Can I, are we allowed to run off the set? You can't run. I need you to stay seated. Okay. Okay. It it didn't look as good. How does it feel without me? I love Bravo, but yeah. And so for me, uh, I utilize that as an opportunity of just proof. Mm. You know, you know, men lie, women lie, but the numbers don't. Mm -hmm. They never do. And so I've been a part of that family for nine years now. In all reality, actually 10, because it took us a year to Mm. get on, on air. But, um, you know, it was it was still a great experience. I made, you know, amazing strides even outside of not having Sister Circle anymore. Excuse me. And being uh, part time on uh, Married to Medicine. Nothing really stopped. And in fact, everything elevated for me. Yeah. You know, during that time. Yeah. What what was what would you say was your greatest elevation during that time period? Um, Me being able to. Purchase my new home. Yeah. I think that that was huge for me. That was huge for my family and I. I've always wanted to purchase a family home uh, to give my family a better quality of life. Mm. Right. And uh, I was able to do that. You know, I heard some people like, oh, what's she going to do now? You know, what's she gonna, she don't have sister circle anymore. And, mm-hmm. you know, I wonder what's going to happen with her mm. on Mary's and Meta. She's going part time. Well, you know, you don't have to worry about being broke when you make good investments. Mm. When you make the money work for you. <clears throat> Mm, you, yeah. know, you don't have to panic about anything. There was never a moment that I panicked because I knew that I had made some smart investments. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? My money had began to work for me. Yes. So I was able to kind of take a step back and breathe a little bit. In fact, I enjoy being what they quote unquote call, call a friend. Mm-hmm. I like to say part time at that point, but I, I didn't find a problem with that. Yeah. Honestly. 
Yeah. Ooh, I got a question for you. Yeah, this absolutely. And I'm sorry, I have my journalism. No, 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 my no. journalism hat yeah. is on right now. And you yeah. might we might get into this a little bit more, but I'm interested to know, Quad, like we talk about what the pandemic sure. gave for people in terms of giving them a chance to kind of really evaluate mm-hmm. where they were in their lives. Mm-hmm. You went through a lot of traumatic experiences yes. during Circle Sister Circle, I, yes. where I don't necessarily think you had the time and the space to really process it. Process what yeah. you were dealing with because there was so much on the table. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like <laughs> you've been able to process more? Since since not having Sister Circle and even, you know, there being a bit of a step back from Mar- Married to Medicine in terms of your role there? Well, I'm full time now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course now. But I'm saying during then, that like, time. having that space to kind of. You, you know what? Um, life happens and I move with life. You know, I don't really slow down. I don't really waddle in, you know, uh, what someone else may deem to be a shortcoming or uh, is this, uh, am I digressing? Am I not being as productive? I don't waddle in it. It's like, what's next? You know, Mm. I I believe in uh, success for me has always been short term. I don't think it's long lived. Wow. Because if it's long lived, then now you're settling. Mm. In 1992. Right, right, right. right. (laughs) Girl, it's 2022. What's popping now? Right. You see what I'm saying? So Mm. I never think that success should be long lasting. Wow, I never knew that th- that's yeah, how you approached, approached it. I don't. Right. What is your I approach to success, um, Cherie? Mm. And what, what does success look like for you? Because, you know, because we all are very high achievers, yeah. mm-hmm. very yeah. ambitious mm-hmm. women. Once yeah. we accomplish one thing, we're like, okay, what's going what's on? Next? Yeah. What's next? Mm-hmm. But what is success like for you now that you've reached a level of success? I know you continue to progress. But what does it look like for you? Interesting for me, success has never really been wrapped up in my professional achievements. I've always been, like you said, an overachiever, mm-hmm. a doer, a check boxer. <laughs> success for me is like really being able to experience having it all. Mm-hmm. So I'm 35, going to be 36. I'm not married. I don't have children. That's success to me. Hmm. And if I never get that, I don't believe I'll ever feel truly successful. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. where do you get that measure of success from? Like that is you that, have to have. Yeah. Is that a societal thing? No, I, no, I, I want a family. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't want to experience professional elevation or success alone. That's okay. just not something I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. I've had to adapt to that, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I've always wanted a family. Right. Since very young. So, so right now, your current state on your way to approaching 36. Yes. No kids, no husband. You feel mm-hmm. unachieved. Um, it's not that I feel unachieved. I do feel like this is Dr. Phil, but I'm going to keep going. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I, it's I not don't that, feel unachieved. I got to let I, you know. know. Come on. It's not that I feel unachieved. I just feel like there's an element of success that I haven't been able to grasp, which mm-hmm. then makes me feel, I don't feel the weight of the totality of what I believe success is. Oh, do wow. I feel unsuccessful? No. Okay. But do I feel like I'm immersed in the totality of what success is? No. I don't think I've felt that way you know, when you're in your, you know, your teens, your early 20s, okay. You know, you're living your life, whatever. Mm-hmm. When you start to hit close to 30, you know, I desired to be married in my 20s. I don't know why, though, because I wasn't ready. But that's mm-hmm. a different story. Right. Um, but now, like, once I hit 30, it was like, girl. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you, what are, what are we doing? Yeah. And in, in the contrast, uh, Ms. Quad, you were married and, and, yeah. and, and divorced. Mm-hmm. And I know there was a time where you were like, yeah, I want, I want a child. I want this. How has that image of your life or that uh, or those goals how have they changed are they different now mm. do you want that again 
Well, first of all, I want to say there's no wrong way to life. You know, I want to state that for all of the women that Mm -hmm. can hear the sound of Mm -hmm. my voice. I never want anyone to feel that they are not achieved if they don't don't have uh, a beautiful home, a husband and kids Mm -hmm. and, you know, taking Mm -hmm. the babies to soccer practice and down to the tennis court. I don't (laughs) I don't want people to feel that way. Success is whatever you deem it is for yourself. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, And Cherie, all good and all love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but for me, you know, I think it changes. I mm-hmm. think for a lot of people, like Cherie said, when she was in her 20s, she thought she wanted to be married. Now looking back and reflecting, child, she wasn't nowhere near married. Not, a, right. not close. At all. At all. Right. <laughs> you know, didn't know what to look for. In <laughs> right. 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 Wait a minute. I mean? Wait a minute now. We're going to slip. slope. <laughs> no, 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 I just think you didn't know what to <laughs> look for in a man. You didn't but know you what said to look it for. a couple of times. You, you, just, go, well, you well, kept saying it. So I, you were making it seem like. true? Did you know? Don't do that. Big facts. You know that. And that's fine. Right. She was in her 20s. Who knows what life is going to be coming Man, in? Man, what? You do not know. Right. Um, and so back to your question, ha- have, have things changed for me in terms of my mindset? Um, I'm older, of mm-hmm. course, than Cherie. And uh, will it be great to get married again? Uh, you would have asked me this maybe two years ago. I would say I'm super straight on it. Mm-hmm. I'm super straight on it. Uh, now I am entertaining the idea, uh, but I have uh, very strict regiments surrounding that. There was a very strict outline. Uh, I will not commit myself to being uh, in ha- unhappy or being in a relationship that's not feeding me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. It's just, it's not even worth it. Yeah. And I was able to, I think, break that down mentally, just very simple. You know, how many years do you have on this earth on average, maybe 80, a little bit over that? You know, if uh, you're 40, then half of my lifespan is already gone. Why would I spend the rest of my years in an unhappy relationship, especially when I'm introducing somebody to my life? See, Mm -hmm. we're not born together. Mm -hmm, This is someone mm -hmm. that I'm introducing into my life. So just as quick as I introduce you, I know what exercise is. Come on. Come on now. That's kind of how I look at it. Uh, In terms of children, you know, I, I... I'm very influential in a lot of my nieces' lives. I do. I take care of my family. I believe family. That's going to be an ongoing thing for me. Uh, as many times if you if you clock in and listen to any of my interviews, uh, family has always been first yes. for me. Yes. Um, my nephew is full time at my home. You know, with me. Shouts oh, out wow. to shouts out to the homie Mason. Honey. <laughs> shouts out Mason to the homie. Mason is adorable. He's yes, so yes, cute. Yes. Mason lives with me full time, and it's been a joy to have him. So, you know, if if it's not in the cards for me to have my own child, then I can say I've experienced being a mom tea. Yeah. and I'm very oh, hands on with that's him. That's so cute. I'm like serious. That. Like I'm very hands on with him. You know, he, I have him in tutoring. I have him in karate. We're gonna add football this. Uh, this upcoming uh, summer, we're going to continue the tutoring throughout the year. You know, I am very hands on and thank I'm so thankful that his mother uh, understanding itself and, and appreciate what I can can and have provided for him. Yeah. You know, and there's no like competition or she, she giving me the side eye or she think this she ain't his mama. You know, we don't have those type of issues. Okay. You know? The the bigger plan is just to uh, be there for this kid and create an environment where he can thrive. Yeah. And so that's what we're doing. So if I never, ever, ever have a child, I think I've still experienced being a mom. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. You know, um, the pandemic or the last few years has uh, created a lot of loss um, for both of you personally uh, and and myself. Just just loss, Mm -hmm. whether it be, you know, friendships or or um, um, siblings Mm -hmm. or whatever. But what or what would you say that you were able to gain from 
any of the losses that you may have incurred over the last few years. Your lo- everybody experiences loss. Mm-hmm. How have yeah. you grown from the personal losses in, in your life? Thank you for that question, Rashawn. Um, and it's funny, I didn't start learning until probably the tail end of last year. Last year was the best year for me professionally, the absolute worst for me personally. Mm. Lots of actual death, um, lost friendships, different connections with people that I have known most of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would have to say in that I learned, first of all, you have to grieve through loss. Mm. I was not doing it because, again, I mentioned earlier, overachiever, got to keep checking (laughs) off boxes. So somebody dies, I'm working. Somebody has a surgery that's that's. Very serious. I'm working, literally working through very traumatic events in my life, Mm -hmm. not taking the time, not in therapy consistently, not working through those things, not processing them, not figuring out how I even feel about stuff, Mm -hmm. whether I'm angry, sad, mad, whatever. So that's number one. Number two, I learned that I cannot prioritize people's pain and that I have to understand and implement, regardless of what anybody thinks, boundaries. I am the type of person I've been, you know, as a former athlete. People pleasing. You, you, somebody's always a coach. I'm always the player. You can't please them enough. So you, yeah. you, let me tell you something. You can't please the people, but you can please God by setting boundaries. <laughs> so for me, I had realized, and it takes a lot to kind of be self-aware and introspective and really own, like, a lot of times we can blame people for how they treated us. Mm-hmm. But the reality is you teach people how to treat you by not setting boundaries and or setting them. Mm-hmm. So for me, I looked at, I looked at the scope of just in general, relationships, whether they're family, friendships or whatever. And I said, you know what? I can blame this person. I can be bitter towards this person or I can own the fact that I taught them how to treat me. I didn't set boundaries. I didn't have that conversation or set that precedent there. I didn't say how I was feeling in the moment because I feared (laughs) there a repercussion from them or what have you. So for me, if nothing else, I've learned to put myself first. I was very very wayward with selflessness. Mm -hmm. And you have to be very careful about that. It's okay to care about people. I love very hard. I'm a very loyal person. Once you're in my life, you're in my life. But that doesn't give you credence to just treat me however you feel like. Yeah. And I was allowing (laughs) that in order to create that safe space for other people because, again, I'm putting how they feel above my own feelings. Mm -hmm. I'm dimming my light so they can shine. Mm -hmm. You cannot do that. So I think Coming out of this past year, even this pandemic alone, too, I stopped playing Cinderella in other people's narrative. Ooh. Come on, Cinderella, Cinderella. So I'm okay. Nice. Sis, I'm totally okay. I, I, you have to be willing to be the bad guy, mm-hmm. even when you're not. Well, they're going to say you're the bad guy Because anyway. they're going to do it anyway. People are going to assume things about you, and people that assume are simply people who do not want the truth. Mm-hmm. I can walk in my own, in my own truth in the blindness of whatever I think you've done or are when I assume. It takes a lot more boldness and courage to come to a person and say, hey, how are you? And earnestly mean it. Or did I do something to offend you? Or hey, let's talk this out. Because when you open that door, now you open the door for truth to come. Mm -hmm. Truth will set you free. But a lot of us don't want it. Mm -hmm. So we sit around avoiding certain levels of conversation that we need to have. We assume and we make somebody who actually loves us our enemy. Mm -hmm. So that's what I learned. Yeah. Wow. That yeah. was a mouthful. <laughs> what would you say? That was that my was God today. Did right. I go my God too much? I was I'm sorry. No, that was the good. spirit moved. My eyes red. No, no you're they fine. Not. They blue, baby. They blue. <laughs> I, I, got, I got a little hot in here. I'm right. sorry. And Miss Quiet, you know, I've, I've known you for, for a very long time yeah. now. Mm. And I've been able to be in your space with the vulnerable quad. A lot of people don't get a chance to see that. And I've always been very grateful for those moments. Um 
you too have lost a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going, you know, I'm not going to look at you. Um, But what have you learned? Um, I actually talked to Sheree about this a couple, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Um, So, yes, there has been um, loss in my life. One, uh, you know, one side where uh, I welcomed it. I was okay with it. It was a better decision. And the other side, uh, not so much. So there's still a lot of pain there. Mm -hmm. Clearly, guys, you can see that. I'm fighting the tears back, to be honest. We got you, Miss Kwa. We know we got you. Um, But, you know, who am I to go up against God? Yeah. I try my best not to be selfish Mm -hmm. in that regard, right? Mm -hmm. So what we're speaking of, for those of you who don't know, um, 2021, the day after Christmas, I lost my younger brother. Very dear to me. We had a great relationship. You know, we were very, very close. In fact, um, we were only five years apart. But interestingly enough, I always looked at him like, you know, he's my baby. (laughs) Right, right, your baby. (laughs) He's my baby. So um, when when um, you all heard me say earlier that uh, Mason is with me full time, that's my younger brother's son. Wow, yeah. You know, so every day I have a little piece of my brother still present with me Mm. every day. And I look at it that way. And it's uh, been a true blessing uh, for me. Um, I had to work with my mom through that because mm-hmm. for her, it was almost like a reminder okay. that her son was gone, mm-hmm. you know, and I had to help ch- kind of change tr- the perspective of that. You know, look at how blessed we are that we're able to still have a piece of my brother in the physical. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was um, the part that was um, I could not prepare myself for. I could never um I'm still struggling with wrapping my mind around that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> As I spoke with Cherie about two weeks ago, and I think I even probably told you this, Rashawn, I've not yet dealt with that. Mm. And there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. I am the rock of my family. Um, it has always been stated that that was my role of res- responsibility in my family. Uh, I have assumed it and I've welcomed it. I have welcomed it with open arms. Uh, So right now, it's just not my turn yet Hmm. to grieve Uh, because I have a family. I have a mother who is watching me closely and I know she gets her strength from me. Mm. Right. And so I feel that. If she sees me. Yeah kind of struggle through that and begin to break down and cry and weep. uh, I don't think that that's best for her emotional state right Mm -hmm. now. So I'll take my little moments. I know I go hide in my closet. I may drive down the street or whatnot. um, And I have those private times. But have I really grieved yet? Not yet. It's not time yet. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I see my family in a proper place mentally and emotionally before I begin to process it. process that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I am. Um, that that was a huge blow to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, devastating. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, 
But I'm um, working through it. Yeah. Yeah. And we praying working for you. Working through it. Yeah. Now on the other side of the coin, yeah. Come on, coin. I, first of all. The way to flip. The way Miss Quad can come out of a set of tears, honey. Come on. I've never seen anything like this. And I know, the t- I know you mean it all. Yes. But indeed. man, how you can swerve out of some because tears. Because she's not yeah. going to let she's not going to sit in Man. Yeah. Never had. That is commendable, And, and I don't. I yeah. don't. I don't. Um, you know, I don't sit there and say, woe is me. You know, I'm, I'm, this is life. Things happen. I'm not, I'm not exempt from that. Mm. It's going to happen to you, Quad. It doesn't matter. You know, in my life, I'm like, how do you handle yourself during the midst of the issue? Yeah. You're going to yeah. have issues. Yeah. There are going to be unforeseen things that come up. And you just got to readjust. Yeah. You just got to be ready for it. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes. And so I try my best to just stay focused on the positives in life. I'm yeah. extremely optimistic. Probably one of the most optimistic people you ever <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Good old time on the optimism. Come on. Good old time. Come on. You know, and I try to see the best in everything and everybody which have yielded me my uh-huh. God. Tell, tell the some, truth to let some people in my life that shouldn't have been there yeah. that really had mm. no no business in my space right but do mm. you look at that as in, in retrospect can you at least give it um, can you at least say that they played their role so that you could be better and recognizing mm. it if it comes back up? I, I think they did an excellent job with um, helping me to be a little bit mindful and utilizing discernment. How about that? I mm. think hats off to you all. I thank you very, very much. <laughs> I truly do appreciate all the backbiting things you've done. My God, today, shout out to all the backbiters. Shout out to those backbiters. Oh my God. Yeah, yes, God. from the bottom of my mm. heart. The bottom. I, I really mm. do. Yes. And I'm excited about it. Yes, yeah. they're not in my life anymore. They're not yeah. in my life anymore. And uh, I've just been able to kind of now identify with certain things when I see it coming. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it, it, there was a point in time where a sad story, I would just be like, oh, my God, how can I help this yep, person? Yep, I know. You know, I have the resources. Right. Uh, let me see what I can do for you. You know, I mean, not with, without them even asking, I'll just, you know, spring into action. And a lot of times those persons were not they were not worthy mm-hmm. of uh, the things that I was able to pour into them, you know, because mm. it began to be a situation where they were just takers, taking, mm. taking, taking. And then um, you could never do enough. You could never please them. You could never satisfy them. You know, a person will hate you because you're the bar, you're the lender and they're the borrower. People don't have you know, capacity. And it's like, quiet. But I'm helping you. I don't, don't have I don't capacity. understand this. So I do want to say thank you very much to my haters, <laughs> to the, bi- the biters, the snake slitherers. I appreciate you to the come utmost. on snake slitherers. You, you you heard me. Yes, <laughs> you heard me. And I appreciate them because they're. I feel cleansed. I feel cleansed, mm. I feel cleansed and I'm and I'm free of of the heavy emotion that comes behind yes, dealing with yes, those type of people. Yes. Yeah. So I'm very grateful. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Sheree, you've been able to you know you launch your podcast, Willie Moore Jr. Show, nationally mm. syndicated. Talk show doing some great things with Essence, deserving, deserving, so deserving. I mean, serious. Thank y'all so much. Serious, like you are one of you are really, really great talent. Um, Out of all the people that you've interviewed, (laughs) take me and Miss Squad out of it. (laughs) Yeah, because I was gonna say y'all, y'all was number one on my list. It was a tie. It was a tie. Which one? Which which interview or interviews like really? struck you because you know as, as journalists like you you have those ones that you're like oh my god I'll never forget the time I interviewed 50 or the time I interviewed for me it was like 50 like I know people like 50 I'm like 50 before social media 50. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, out of all the interviews that you've been able to do and conduct 
And there have been a plethora of yes, them. Yes, they have. What, what, what rises to the top? Denzel Washington, hands down. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't because it struck me. It, it struck my ego. Yeah. Um, but I think I was in a place, I had done several, like, big carpets at that time, several junkets. I was really feeling myself. Not in, like, a conceited way, but mm-hmm. I felt I was in a groove as an interviewer, as a journalist, as a producer. So I'm coming into the interview like, okay, I'm starstruck. I mean, it's it, I don't get starstruck a lot, but you see Denzel, it just... You kind of get the shakes. I can't describe it. But I felt prepared. So it was an interview for Fences. And I was like, okay. I just felt prepared. Mm -hmm. Like I had a few things I knew I wanted to ask. And other times, you know, you know, Rashawn, follow-ups are key. So sometimes it's not about what you plan to ask. It's about what someone's saying and they're creating a conversation. You're listening. So I came in the interview. He was very nice. He was straight. He was straight away, though. So Denzel is very polite. He's kind. But he's like firm at the same time, if I, if that makes any get sense. Get to the business. Let's get so to the business. So I sit down with him and I start to ask my question about the movie and he wasn't trying to answer my question. It was a very basic question to the point I saw him answer it on to somebody else on another carpet later on. What? So I said, okay, <clears throat> let me let me think. And every time I had to switch gears, it felt like it was like an eternity. And it was wow. other people in the room, other producers from my end, I know. his team. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm failing. So the, I asked, I try to work around that. I asked the second question, kind of the same thing. And I'm like, OK, what is he doing? And so the third time I asked a question and he kind of gave me a little bit, but not enough. And I asked a follow up question. And then I realized in the moment, oh, he was pushing me. So. In that moment, I'm like, all right, he sees something here in you. This is your opportunity to rise to the challenge. What you've been doing isn't going to work. And if you want to go to the next level and what you want to do, you have to lay that down and just listen. Just have a conversation with him. You know how to talk, girl. So from that moment on, I started to ask questions that were kind of relevant to the movie, but really just kind of digging deeper into his psyche. Yeah. And it was like the light bulb clicked for me in that moment. And ultimately, one of his answers went viral. No one, I was off camera. Nobody ever knew really that I was the one that asked the question. Wow, what was but the question? But he was saying that you never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. That whole quote went viral on social media. You can't take it with you. And I was like, oh man, that's my interview. You can't. And take a lot it of people you. didn't know. <laughs> and so, I'm just thinking about that and reflecting on that. I feel like at that point, I switched gears and kind of really started coming into my own in a different way. And I was encouraged by the fact, like, oh, you know, I didn't posture with him. I didn't say, oh, I've done this, that, and the third. But I think I presented enough for him to know, like, there's potential here. Mm -hmm. So I credit him for really helping me to understand you have not arrived. Yes, you've studied. You've got degrees. You think you've got all the questions. You've interviewed all these people. But there's always going to be instances in this business that keep you on your toes, mm-hmm. that knock you to your knees, mm-hmm. that you have to recover from. Yes. And not just recover, not just survive, yeah. but thrive mm-hmm. through. And I think sometimes we get stuck on that survivor piece. I want to overcome something. Yeah. I don't want to just survive things. I want to overcome things. And I think in that moment, that time with him, I overcame the 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 rhetoric and the <laughs> the rubric of how it's supposed to be mm-hmm. and started to understand it, it's whatever it needs to be at whatever point. Yeah, you were no longer regular in that moment. And I think no. you may have seen that you Yeah, it was regular. it was like it was so interesting. I, I think forever he'll be that person for me yeah. and hopefully one day I'll get to tell him that. I've never interviewed him since then, but I just feel like my career and my life changed there cuz we get so secure in our way of doing things sometimes 
when it takes moments where somebody's like, I don't want to do it your way. Mm -hmm. And that was the thing. He's like, I'm not doing this your way. I will give you this interview, but you're going to, you, you're going to have to do it my way this time. Mm -hmm. And so as I started interviewing more people, sometimes people, they're tired. Yeah. Sometimes celebrities don't feel like being interviewed. Mm -hmm. They just talk to 30 other people. And who are you, girl? 31? And not only that, the same questions exactly. over and exactly. over and over. You know all about right. it, yeah. yeah. Right, so when they get to you, you it's like... like <sighs> so it's not for your me, fault. It's no, not it's your not. fault, but it's look, not. but it's your challenge. So for me, I go into every interview with people, especially when I know they're doing a junket for something, oh, yeah. knowing that they've probably, when they get to, by the time they get to me, they're probably like, <sighs> mm -hmm. so how can I make you go, <sighs> That was always yeah. my thing, too. That was always my thing, too. So that's What's a pivotal moment in your professional career? Pivotal moment in my professional career, um, I think just expanding my brand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was able to do that. You know, everyone knows I have a love for cooking. You yes. know, that's just my thing. I enjoy <laughs> cook, it. Cook, cook. Can't just cook. She can cook, cook. Come on. Listen. You know, I enjoy it. And so, you know, for me to just say, hey, you know, I want to take what I know and, you know, put it, you know, in a book and be it, it be more than illustrations because there's some life lessons also in the, yes, in the threads is. of that yeah. book. Yes. You know, I think for me that was pivotal. You know, it was, you know, she has a great personality. This girl is made for television, but what else is there? Mm -hmm. You know, there's, yeah. and there's so much more to come. So, yeah, yeah I like that. Awesome, it's awesome. Good. We're going to wrap up. Zeta no, Barbeta. I, go I know, nowhere. I know. I, we could go on and do on. Do we final statements? Fi you can what get what final right. I want to ask you I'm about... Say, I'm going to do my last because you're going to need your Kleenex. Oh, Who? You, because you, you're going to be crying again. I got something I, sentimental I, I, to I say. I held back my tears. <laughs> you did a great job. I'm very proud of you. I'm going to have you and Rashad like the River Nile. Boof. Let's talk about Zeta Phi Beta. Did Z Phi B choose you or did you choose Z Phi B? Let me tell you something. It chose me. Yeah. I was a spoiled student athlete mm -hmm. who was immersed in a world full of other athletes. I lived in a bubble. And, you know, Rashawn, I'm sure you can relate to this um, as a swimmer yourself. I mean, as you come up in the ranks of your sport, especially when you're an elite athlete, you tend to just spend your time with other athletes. That is your sorority. That, right though, that's your sorority, fraternity, however you want to call it. Those are your friends. Those are your people. Those are the people you identify with. And prior to, you know, I transferred schools. I started off playing basketball at the University of Wisconsin. I was there for two years. Um, the back end of my experience there, I know for certain now, I was going through a full-blown depression. It was very mm. difficult for me to leave that program and then move on to Northern Illinois University. But ultimately, it was the best thing for me. So I'm coming into a situation where I'm trying to figure out my identity because it's been so wrapped in basketball, but basketball broke my heart over here. So how mm. am I going to move over here, still play it and try to love it and again. try to find myself again? Mm. Because I had just, I wasn't myself. I wasn't talking, talking as much as I normally do. What? Like, oh yeah. I was quiet. My coach what? at Wisconsin thought I was quiet. That's how Who thought I that? stopped the coach at Wisconsin. Cause I stopped talking. I was having a bad time. Oh my, you were yeah. not yourself. I was quiet. definitely not. Don't try. Don't try. <laughs> Y'all said Miss Quad, you are not yourself. You were she not. She tried to throw the shade at me. But, <laughs> so I get so I get to Northern, and it's like, okay, I'm trying to find a sense of belonging on this new team. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find myself again. And I'm also trying to find your connection. And after a while, I'm like, I want to connect with people that have nothing to do with sports. Mm -hmm. I just feel like the world had way more to offer me. Yeah. And I felt like I wanted to be a more rounded person. And so I started just kind of going to events and I connected with ultimately um, one of my best friends who's my soror, um, Rashida Sheeds. She's an actress and a, and a comedic writer. She's doing some amazing things. And she kind of put me under her wing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them also knew my cousin. Shout out to Chris. He's a Sigma. Um, 
they knew him as well. So they're like, oh, that's Chris's cousin, you know. And so I just started hanging out with them, and they had such presence on yeah. campus. But the thing that stuck out to me the most was they were just who they were. Mm-hmm. They didn't fall in. They didn't fit into some stereotypical view of what this sorority should be. Right, right, right. I was like, okay, I can be a student athlete. I can be like a tomboy but girly at the same time kind of person and it'd be okay. I'm not having to fit into a mold. Right. Because that's one thing about me. I don't really I don't really do well with like somebody making me have to fit into something. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really resistant to that. And so I just, you know, things happened. Yeah. And I would say it it changed my life, but it saved my life because it gave me a different perspective and outlook on life. I think I was very limited in terms of my scope of how I viewed other people and how I viewed myself. Wow. Mm, and going good. through that, I was like, girl, you kind of selfish. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you need to consider other people. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're going to have to respect the authority of, of what that looks like in this situation mm-hmm. right here. It's not going to be what you <laughs> want it to be. Oh, these are your teammates. And you don't have anything to do with their playing time, how they're picked. These are these are your ships. So good luck, girl. Right. You got to make it work. So, you know, really, really being put in a situation where you get to know so many other. There's so, the world is so much bigger. Yeah. And so it definitely chose me. But man, it saved me because wow. I was so like wrapped up in myself. I didn't realize it. Jeez. I'm still the same. I've, I've always been like this caring, you know, person, but very wrapped up in me and what I was doing and what I wanted to do and when was my next game and when was my next practice and blah, blah, blah. And all of that went away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of it, when you start peeling layers and having yeah. to see yourself. So I think <laughs> Zeta for me was the first time I was forced to see myself and make adjustments based on what I saw. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Drop the mic. And I know, listen, I know you down to the Tennessee State. And and you were like, yeah, they look, I like the Devils. They fly, they fly. But you you didn't, you know, things happen. You didn't do it at Tennessee State. Mm -hmm. But baby, when she did, we were all there. We were so excited about the cameras and everything. Listen. I cried like a baby. Like, you, you was my own, you my own sorry. Girl. I thought like, God, I'm not It was a fool. She had the ugly cry. I'm looking at Rashawn like, sis. Because we talked about it. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a thing that she sprung on us. We yeah. talked about it. Yeah. And we, I knew she always wanted this. Yeah. So, did you choose DST or did Delta mm. Sigma Theta choose you? We chose one another. Yes. We chose one another and I'm extremely grateful. Mm. Um, just for everybody who was a part of that process. You know what I mean? Uh, it just means the world to me because, you know, here I am as a young girl growing up in Memphis and the stronger women that I saw, you know, that I would see, they would all be Deltas, Mm -hmm. you know, and they would all just be fierce and bold and they took risks. And, you know, they were just unafraid and unapologetic. And I liked that. I actually fell in love with that. I'm like, well, you know, that's, that's kind of how I am. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and then, you know, it it kind of just morphed into a thing, you know, from the Ebony fashion shows that um, we would have or Delta would have at that time. I was not a Delta. <laughs> um, and, you know, and just the programs. And, you know, once I came to college and I saw like, oh, man, you know, there's a true sisterhood there. You yeah. know, they're running the yard, you know. Uh, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was great. It was a really good feeling. And, you know, I just always identified that, uh, with the, with, with this particular group of women, uh, I would say right now, Ernestine Board, she's my homegirl now, Uh-oh. but that was my eighth grade teacher. <laughs> Come on. And I tell you, she didn't play the radio, the piano, or the fiddle. No, none, of them? Was, none of them. Okay. And she was the baddest thing walking, mm. man. She was the baddest thing walking. I mean, back then, you know, the, the, the leather, she would come out with the leather pants. Right, right. And the boots there with the red jacket. You right. Know what I mean, she was bad. You Wait know? a minute. Teaching you? Yes. 
Yeah, she was bad. She wore that in the classroom. She she was bad. Mm. I tell you, she was bad. Come on, what grade? This eighth grade. Eighth grade. She was a. She just. Come on, boy. And, and you gonna come up off my sorrow for real right now? <laughs> now let me just nah, check no, you on that. It's no shade. She's sharp. Yeah, she was doing her very, thing. Very I, just, I was just thrown off your by eyes. your description. Nah, they, all they, they stayed on him. I'm good. Look, yeah, I'm gonna look at me. Look at me. I'm with you. I'm with him. Then I'm with you. We good. But we, you know, I mean, I just saw like power, mm-hmm, like yeah. empowered women hmm. and women who, and she, she, she herself just took me under her wing. And I mm. mean, like she was like my mother at school, yeah. my mom away from my mom. And then it, I'm just so blessed now to call her my sister. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like we're cool that. like that to Come this on. day. You know what I mean? And so I think for me, uh, Delta just always resonated with me. I was always, uh, identified more with that particular group mm-hmm. of women. And I got to tell you, throughout my life, Delta women have always been in the midst or helping me to get to the next level. Nice. And I truly do appreciate that. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Well, ladies, you know, we got to maybe come back for a part three, four, because this was good. This how, was how, fun. How many, how many parts you get out of this? I think I'm going to get about two. She might get three out of here. I you don't don't think she'll get yeah, three? Could, yeah, we I was going know. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all we got to do closing statements. Closing well, statements. first of all, we've not seen you. Right. We've not yeah. saw you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah, it's been while. a minute. We had to catch up. I know, like, in this setting, it's great, because I actually get to talk to y'all about, like, all of your things. We kicked it down to the grown folks place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had a ball. Yeah. I wasn't invited today. You didn't invite me. It just happened. I just happened to see Kwan, and I was like, she hey, didn't invite me. Spot, and oh, it, so you didn't invite me. See, and she but was you, there. But you threw it on me. I did throw it at you. I am so sorry. Yeah, put some respect. One on of the my things name. we need to learn as adults is apologize. <laughs> now you took <laughs> it too far <laughs> with the respect, but I do respect. Okay, <laughs> I do. Re- you took the apology. All right. enough. All right, we're gonna wrap it up. Sheree, tell everyone how they can stay in touch with you. Yes, I'm gonna tell them, and then I have a closing statement. I'm just really. What I'm, is this statement? I'm really Thirty seconds, it. please. It's on my spirit, because you know I got that anointing on me. You guys can. Where am I looking at? You or the people? This is your solo. Most of my camera. Solo camera. Boom. Yes, hit me up on Hinge. Oh Lies, I'm not on Hinge. I don't do that. Anyway, no shade to those who do. I don't you know can follow me on is. Instagram and Twitter at Sheree underscore Nicole, S-H-A-R-I underscore N-Y-C-O-L-E. You can also follow me uh, on Facebook at Sheree Nicole Media. And you can check out my podcast, Just a Thought with Sheree Nicole. That's available right now on all digital streaming platforms. Closing statement, 30 seconds. Closing statement. I just wanted to say, once again, thank you so much, Rashawn, for the opportunity. My pleasure. I want to thank you both for, first of all, thank you for letting me share this stage and this set with you, Quad, because you very well be sitting here and just y'all too. So I don't take that lightly. And I appreciate you guys always encouraging me with no condition. Yeah. Because we that goes you. far. But yeah, that goes far. Because a lot of times in this industry, people see if you have a level of gifting and they see that before they see you. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you guys really making an effort over these last few years to get to know me, to see me without condition, without something on the other side of it, without your handout. I appreciate that. I know our friendships have had a, ebbs and flows, but I'm so grateful for all of them because I've learned from every single instance. And I'm just glad we're in like a really great place. And Rashawn, once again, straight to the top. Straight to the top. Let's do so it. So thank you for allowing me on this ride with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. That just was beautiful. You. That was beautiful. That was real it? nice. Miss Quad, good God. <laughs> <laughs> How can people find you? Miss Quad with the God, good God. Good people, good people. Please follow me on all social media platforms at Absolutely Quad. That's Absolutely Quad. And you can purchase my cookbook at on Amazon. Uh, the cookbook is Live, Love, Laugh, and Eat. Yes. Yeah. And she sure can cook. Yeah. I wow. What's it. your, um? T- tell them about your, um, your body program. 
because you ain't gained weight in in four years. There's nothing I, but God. I, I don't. Do have you don't. A, you have a program. No, you got to have a program. I don't have a program. They got to get with God on it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, God. Well, this has been absolutely enjoyable. Ow! Thank you, ladies, so much for joining Thank you, me. Rashawn. Yes, Thank on the you. Cool Store podcast. As we showcase women in black Greek letter organizations, and you see we have stellar members of Delta Sigma Theta, Zeta Phi Beta, and of course, yours truly, a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. We thank you so much for being here today. Make sure you subscribe, like, leave a comment, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Come on, let's go. Cheers. We're the plastic cup girls. We're the plastic cup girls. It's spelled in Jesus' name. Oh, it's we can't Jesus. tip you with those. It's all here in the spirit. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. <laughs>